1: death and politics. While mainstream churches are typically founded on just the Bible alone, religious cults seem to thrive on the thoughts of political unrest that leads to death. These cult leaders use the fear of death and the certainty of political unrest in the world to bind you with a chain that you become comfortable wearing. You know this chain is attached to your leg, And you can move around freely to a certain point, but then a major political event tightens that chain and it pulls you back in. It all seems to start based solely on scripture. Then some religious cults are followed by great signs and wonders. And then strategically, the political unrest is woven into the ministry. It's to instill fear into the hearts of the people and it's almost as if these cult leaders are cooperating together hand in hand to plan this strategy they're also similar could it be that another power is guiding them all in the same direction Reverend James Jones was a Pentecostal preacher with the same fire and brimstone style that William Branham used to captivate an audience and in 1978 914 of Jones followers in Jonestown, Guyana, and five from a nearby airstrip committed mass suicide. Over 200 children were murdered at Jonestown, almost all of them by cyanide poison that was self-induced. I don't believe that there's any need to ask you if there's any danger in a religious cult. These numbers speak for themselves. Jim Jones and William Branham worked hand in hand during a healing campaign in Indianapolis, Indiana. Almost all of Jones is snipped out of the tape so the followers don't know it. Branham helped kickstart Jones' ministry at the Cadle Tabernacle, and they both had gifts of healing and what they called discernment, which the Bible calls divination listen to this exchange between Reverend Jones and a person in the prayer lines and Jones is telling the secrets of the heart all of a sudden he thinks do you know Gertrude Mitchell and the woman says yes I do Jones says she had a cancer of the throat and the woman shocked yes she Joan says, she had a patient that she dealt with who had cancer of the throat. Yes. The entire family died of cancer. Yes, yes, she's my aunt. She's my husband's aunt. Joan says, you, yes, I know. This person was in the hospital three days before he died. He asked for candy from Gertrude. The woman says, oh, yes. Joan says, she went in and got some and returned and found him dead. The woman says, yes. Joan says, I want to give you the faith that you could have. Eight years ago, you were paralyzed by a stroke, and you had that condition. The woman says, yes. Joan says, I want you to live it. Eight years ago, I know nothing about your life. The woman says, yes, yes. Joan says, I want you to live on it. Eight years ago, I know nothing of your life. You've lived in Los Angeles for 26 years how did he know this the woman says yes I have Jones says you were born in Minden Louisiana that's right father Jones says 30 miles from the other side of Shreveport oh yes he had a map I guess Jones says you have no children the woman says no Jones says your husband is a foreman at the shipyards at San Pablo and you've worked and he's worked there for 25 years yes yes The woman says, San Pedro, yes, 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 Father. Joan says, hmm, he has 202 people working under him, or had. His name is Cliff or something like that. I think they called him on the job. The woman says, yes, yes, thank you, Father. Now, this is the same thing that William Branham did, the same trick. I thought only Branham could do this according to what I was told in the cult and I know what's going through your minds right now the programmed response you're thinking this is like Janus and Jambres withstanding Moses but I'm going to submit to you something just a little bit different Moses did not practice divination could it be that one man is Janus and the other one is Jambres could it be that the whole lot of these religious cult leaders are under the same spirit as these two men that had the powers against Moses, but not the true anointing from God. Could, could they be like Balaam? Balaam, remember, Branham said had the same anointing as Moses, yet he was stoned for his divination. Jones enticed the people with these signs and wonders, and strangely these signs and wonders are the exact ones that William Branham used to build his own cult <clears throat> but once the people were in that chain the political unrest started moving into the doctrine let's compare the words of Jim Jones in a transcript 194 to William Branham Jones says this China says nuclear war as a certain is setting certain as the setting of the Sun China said that USSR is attempting to provoke nuclear war one gets the feeling in looking at the news that it is china indeed that wants to provoke nuclear war and they're trying to drag the usa into it and the state department secretary cyrus vance said that the powers the big powers that are all involved in conflict but did not want to elaborate it's been china's policy for years that nuclear war was going to take place sooner or later and now it's evident that china is trying to provoke that nuclear war because she stands to have more people survive in it in the northern hemisphere than any other nation the united states will be completely wiped out no one will be left alive worth living at all they feel that the soviet union has much less population and china has a billion population if they lose one half, they'll still have over 500 million more than USA and USSR combined population today. Now, when you hear these words from Jim Jones, you're thinking, wow, this is an evil guy. He's really trying to get under the skin of these people. He's trying to snag them with this political unrest. He's trying to make them fear the world around them so he can take them down into, down into South America and kill them but listen to what William Branham says. Listen, my friend, there isn't a thing this very hour, in the next 25 minutes or 10 minutes for Russia to to send up its satellite and sweep over here across this nation, train its missile and say surrender in two minutes, you'll be nothing but dust. They can do it right now. Think of it. They can do it right now. How is this different from what Jim Jones just did? He goes on, what would happen, plane after plane load, ship after shipload of ungodly communistic soldiers would swallow our lands and grab our girls and take them into the streets and treat them like cattle, scaring the women half to death. (laughs) He says, ram a sword through them, go into our homes and take our wives and bust out the baby's head against the wall and ravish our women. You say one thing, it belongs to them. You say. Will our Pentagon's surrender? Sure, it would. That would be the only sensible thing for it to do. We have only a few more hours of life, but what a slaughter! This is William Branham speaking. And you're probably shocked because I'm sure many of you soothe into his way of speaking and you overlook these kind of things that are programmed into your minds. He says, wait they may be loading on the planes right now the ships may be in harbor soon these things will come and about a reality there's not one thing left for it to happen to keep it from happening according to prophecy how many of you caught that according to prophecy Russia's gonna come rape our women here we are in the next week I don't know what condition you could be in the handwriting is on the wall were weighed in the balance and found wanting now a few sermons later a few years later he says speaking against all these men these preachers who preach against Russia it's not Russia watch Rome he says but at this particular moment the prophecy is Russia the prophecy changed to Rome to scare the people <clears throat> You see, these are wolves in sheep's clothing. They're devious minds. They know that political unrest will be rampant until the day that Jesus comes. And they use that to their advantage. They can claim that there will be political unrest and call it prophecy because they know it will be a self-fulfilled prophecy. This tactic is the borderline fence that surrounds the virtual compound of each cult. William Branham called it the squeeze. It would be the time of uncertainty. It would be the time that we would see the bad things happen. Someone try to leave the cult and just watch. Something major will happen. Politically, he's right. People become so focused on the conspiracy theory that they don't take a step back and realize the history of the unrest of the world. Since the Garden of Eden... Yet, when someone tries to leave the cult, whoa, there's going to be a squeeze. When the entire cult starts to fall, there'll be political turmoil, of course. But what about the political unrest when you're all sitting there comfortable and you're lulled to sleep with this programming of these cult leaders? It goes by completely unnoticed. Yet, it's happening around the world. Another tactic used to compare the spiritual bliss on the inside to the political unrest on the outside, transcript 217, Jones says this, I don't know why you people would want to leave the uh, body of socialism, what he called himself, (coughs) when you've seen today the miracle of Carrie Langston falling on her head, people heard her two cottages down and she come out without any harm. She should have broken her neck, and she should have at least had her skull cracked and blood go in her brain and be a vegetable for life. You've seen the young man, Ricky Johnson, with gasoline, pull through. Saw the young man couldn't urinate for 24 hours, and I walked in, and he urinated like some giant uh, rock would come through. It'd make a joke as it went in. You saw the beautiful young girl that had septicemia, in an incurable bacterial disease of blood. Terry Smart. Now she's beautifully healed today. You saw James Basie who had a terrible, terrible kidney infection. It's raging out of control. There's no way to get him to emergency service. You know I went by him and his temperature went down. This was a sermon after two men tried to leave the cult. Of course people could leave. They were not forced to commit mass suicide. They willingly killed themselves, willingly, after being programmed to wrongly compare the evil world on the outside to their little sanctuary. Does this sound familiar to you? The Bible warns us that these men would come. In fact, the Bible is full of warnings about these men and the spirit that's behind them. Second Thessalonians 2, Paul writes this now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him we ask you brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed think of that think of the peace don't worry neither neither by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter that seems to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come be at peace let no one deceive you in any way ignore these men who do this he says for the day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and i know that programming just kicked in oh this is the rebellion but listen to what he says for the day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes the seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Now listen to what Paul says here. Paul is saying, do not listen to these men. Do not listen when Jim Jones comes and says, the end is nigh, we're going to be hit by a nuclear bomb. Do not listen to William Branham The end is nigh. Russia is going to ravish and rape our women. He says, do not listen until you see the man of lawlessness sitting on the throne in the temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Ignore these men talking about the squeeze. Paul continues, do you not even remember when I was still with you? I told you these things. And know you what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time. Speaking of the man of lawlessness, he's being restrained. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will kill with the breath of his mouth, and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Paul is basically saying, what are you doing? Don't you remember what I told you? The man of lawlessness may be at work, but he's being held until the end time. There's no squeeze that God's not already in control of. Paul is saying, wait, look for this to happen. He says, the coming of lawless, the lawless one, is by the activity of Satan. Now, before, at the very start of this, I asked you, is there a greater power? I'm not the one to answer this, but let's reread what Paul just said. The coming of the lawlessness one is activity by Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders. False signs and wonders, with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because. They refused to love truth, and they believed what is false, in order that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Those who follow William Branham, they're all aware now that he lied constantly. He lied about his visions, he lied about his spiritual events, he lied about his money, he even lied about his own childhood. But they continue following this lying teacher. Why? Paul just told us, God sends them a strong delusion that they may believe in what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Think of this. Pleasure in unrighteousness. How many in these cults? actually enjoy and talk about conspiracy theories how many people elevate their faith by what's going on around the world how many preachers preach it in the pulpit instead of the word of god those who follow william branham are no different than jim jones jones and branham had the same spiritual gift healing and divination They both pointed to their healing powers as vindication of their ministry, not the Word of God. But Paul calls these false signs and wonders. As Christians, we should ask ourselves, were we sent a strong delusion? When we learned that we were delusional, did we seek the truth? Or did we continue not to believe the truth? How many of you have ever asked yourself this question? What would have happened to the cult followers of William Branham if Branham had not been taken off the scene? I'll let you decide.